And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Yes, it is a Friday, even though it doesn't seem like it, but that does mean it's time to talk money with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. I think you and I are the only two people in Australia working today. I just about... <laughs> It just about you could run a bowling you could run a bowling ball through the office and not hit a thing. Yeah, I reckon you could run a bowling ball through Civic and not hit a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you and I are the only two. Ah, uh, you know. yes, and I was even concerned whether or not you'd show up today, but uh, you oh, assured mate. me you will never miss a program. I'm yet to. I think what we're three and a bit years in. I don't think I've ever missed one. So let's keep that rolling. Absolutely. Well, it's time to give some good advice if we can. So mm. let's start with some basics today, yeah. and that is the process of the advice itself. If somebody's seeking financial advice, what is the process? How does it work? What should people expect when they make an appointment? Yeah, look, this is quite topical because I found leading into Christmas, Christmas is one of those times where people either want to start something new or put a bow on what they've done in 2022. So leading into 2023, if you were considering getting advice, the most important thing I, I guess we can say to the listeners is, don't be afraid, don't be concerned and don't feel intimidated because you may be moving in or working in a field that you haven't been exposed to in the past. Because I know in our office we try and keep things very lighthearted whilst you know it's a very serious topic and it's important because it's people's retirement and, and the like. It also shouldn't be this onerous, scary, frightening experience where you pay somebody to give you a whole load of information that you don't understand or they do their best to use acronyms and language that you don't actually fully grasp. Um, I know my office tries to keep things very simple um, and, and that's the environment that we like to be in. So when you go to see a financial advisor, what you can do to maximise the outcomes that you're after is actually have an understanding of your objectives. So if you're by yourself or if you've got a partner, sit down and have a chat prior to the meeting about what are the things that are most important to you and is there any priorities in relation to when or how things get done? Because very often people come in, they'll sit down and I'll ask a range of questions, we'll be having a chat about things and he or she will turn to me and say, well, I'm done in five years. And the surprise on the partner's face sometimes is unbelievable. And that is really, really important because you don't want to spend some time talking about working through a strategy, working through short, medium, longer-term goals if they're not aligned. Um, So have, have an approach, have an understanding of what you're trying to get from the meeting, and also, very importantly, have your information. The better information you can give to somebody, the better the outcome or the output that you'll receive to try and move you in the right direction to attaining your goals and objectives. So know your mortgage, know your mortgage rate, know your payment, know roughly what you live on. I'm not saying you need 12 months of budget, but have an idea of what it costs to exist because they're the answers that somebody like me is going to ask you. What are we trying to do? When are we trying to do it? And what are we working with to try and attain those specific objectives that you have and which ones are the priorities? And if your answers to me are, what's your mortgage? Dunno. What's your mortgage payment? Not sure. How much can you save a fortnight or a month? No idea. It's a bit like asking a builder to build you a house and you say, well, what does that cost? And you don't know whether you want four bedrooms or five, a pool or no pool, a cinema, a four-car garage, a three-car garage. Have that general understanding between yourselves prior to the meeting 
and try and put some time frames around when you want to try and achieve these things and what are the priorities because the advice that you will get off the back of those appointments comes to you in writing and it's called a statement of advice. Now, the government have made these documents overly difficult to understand because they take into account your current situation, future situation and any other relevant piece of information that could be associated with your objectives. I think the government could do a lot to simplify the way that the advice process is provided. That could also then do a lot to lower the cost of the advice and the provision of it because I think the public have really been at a disadvantage because of the ongoing legislative changes that have been put in place over the last at least five to ten years. But I know especially in the last... They've been changing the rules for as long as I've been alive. Well, they've been changing the rules since, I reckon, at least 06, 07. Mm. Um, and it's just a constant state of flux. And it's, it's like any piece of legislation. It swings out into Stupidville and then you hope that it comes back a couple of suburbs into something that's a little more attainable. Yeah. Um, but given, given the onerous nature of the requirements that we have to adhere to under the law, you coming in and having that information is very important because the statement of advice will address what it is you want advice on, what it is you don't want covered off, and then anything else that we deem relevant that you need to know about. And then you'll get a, a, a document that will probably be potentially between 50 and 100 pages, depending on how much guff's in there. There's probably six or seven pages of relevant information and the rest is there because lawyers say that it has to be there. Um, and again, I think it's important to focus on knowing how you want to attain that information because one of the conversations I have with people regularly is, I have to give you this information. How would you like it? Are you a, are you a book nerd? Do you want to read this line by line? Shall we go over the high-level strategies and you read it later? Would you like me to draw you some diagrams? How do you best consume information? Because I'm, I'm not one to be able to say, oh, that's six metres by five metres or that's 50 mil of wood. I, I can't picture that. If someone drew me a picture and said, that's what, your, that's what your house is going to look like, okay, that's wonderful. But if somebody told me I needed six by four by 10 by 35 mil, you might as well speak Chinese to me. So... Clearly articulate to the person you're going to see if they're going to provide you with advice, what's the best way that you consume information and have them adapt the way that they give you that information so that you can understand as much of it as possible or understand more than you may of if you can remove the acronyms and some of the rather confusing language that we have. But go into it knowing what you're going to achieve, have some time frames, be on the same page. And if there is a, a significant disconnection between husband and wife, partner and partner, get it out on the, on the table early because it's amazing how many people think somebody wants to do something and actual fact when you press them on it. I've got a lot of people come in, sit down and say, oh, I'll be out tomorrow. Just Luke, just tell me I can retire tomorrow. <laughs> and then the, the partner's sitting yeah. there going, oh, I love my job. I'm going to work for the next 10 years. So... Don't assume that your partner's on the same page as you actually ask the question because okay. it, it can get a little bit embarrassing, a little bit awkward. I guess that is one of the most fundamental questions you can ask about your retirement planning is when do I plan to do it? Yeah, and <laughs> you know we have a bit of a laugh in the office because for, for, for decades now people have come in and said, Luke, we're just average people. Mm. We are not extravagant. And that's great. That's cool. And then they'll say, well, what does everybody else retire on? Mm. Well, it doesn't really matter. Because, well, everybody's different, aren't they? Well, exactly, because then the next line out of their mouth after they've said they're not you know, extravagant and they're just normal people, they could say, well, I just need 50 grand a year to live on. 
I just need 300000 a year to live on. I'm not extravagant. Mm-hmm. And in your social circle, you may not be. Yeah. And that's great. So understand what the two of you or, or the individual needs and don't worry about what your friends are doing because counting money in other people's pockets is really just a waste of time. You need to do things that you can achieve, that you can adhere to, that you can benefit from, and what somebody else may do. It may be relevant, but it may not be in your lane, or you may not have the capacity to do it. So understand what the two of you want. So when a person makes an appointment to come along and see a financial planner for the first time, that initial appointment, is that like a one-hour appointment, something like that? And how can you make the best use of that time that you have? Yeah, so again, it depends. I know in our office, we schedule an hour and a half. Okay. Um, just in case. It could be two. Um, we, we have in our diary a system that we found over time, if you can keep an hour either side of an appointment, things can blow out um, because you never know where a conversation's going to go or the level of detail or, or strategic information that somebody's going to want of a general nature in that first appointment or collecting the information that you need and quantify the scope of work that you then may put into that statement of advice, which is the written form of the advice that we would then go away and produce um, and and have a second appointment and talk through. Um, So a a really good high-quality first meeting would have um, clear indication of your objectives and goals, understand your numbers, know what you live on, know your mortgages, if you've got investment properties, know your rents, know your net numbers. Don't talk gross numbers, talk net numbers. So if you've got an investment property and go, oh, well, I get... 800 bucks a week rent for that. I don't want that number. I want what do you have after tax or what do you have after expenses, rates, body corporate? What's it actually doing for us? Because when we're talking about how much do you need to live because you're not extravagant, our various resources may be some super, some houses, some cash, a pension, Centrelink. There could be various sources of income and understanding what those individual assets are doing to help us achieve those goals is really important. Bring a pen. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's going to be an hour and a half meeting, maybe it's a good idea to bring a notebook. Well, I've, I, I, have, a, I have a pad and a pen, on the, and, and I actually you know, facetiously say as we come in, who's the note taker? Yeah. Um, because some days um, I've found I'll, I'll talk for an hour and then someone will go, well, you're going to write that down for me now? I was like, well... Mm-hmm. That's what that pen and that pad was for. Or we can move to this part of the process because it is a very litigious industry and there are many, many ways that things can be done and there are many, many processes that need to be adhered to. And that gap between a general discussion and then personal advice, as soon as you step into that personal environment that says, I've considered specific information about your personal situation, we then need to produce a statement of advice. Um, so if you if you know your numbers and you know your objectives, you can actually get through some really good quality information in a very non-confrontational environment um, because I, I'd like to have people leave the office and, and say, oh, well, that was very entertaining, we had a good laugh, but we've got great value mm. and great facts and great strategies we can then consider going forwards. The other thing that people might have questions about is what does it cost to get financial advice? Yeah, well, the answer there is it really depends. It's a bit like saying, what does it cost to build a house? And it comes back to that building process of saying, let's put a scope around the work that I want advice on and quantify the the volume of work that needs to be done and then that would be priced accordingly. A bit like saying, what does a three-bedroom house cost? What does a four-bedroom house cost? 
um, you then generally pay for that first appointment um, to cover the time of the individual because you may come in with a list of questions, answer, 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 consider, 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 and you've got all of the information you need at the moment. So there's no ongoing need to produce a document or have an ongoing relationship in that situation. Another scenario is, oh, we've both retired, Luke, um, and here's what we're working with. Can you structure a pension and fund our retirement, please? We have no idea what we're doing. And that's where we'll hold your hand and we'll have an ongoing relationship where we will administer everything in relation to your retirement, the payment of pensions, the purchasing of cars, boats, trips, credit cards. That, that level of service that we offer um, has always been there because I believe that retirement should be the relaxation of the body and the mind, not the relaxation of the body and then somebody becomes a full-time administrator because for me that's not retirement. So depending on where you go to get your advice and the level of service that is provided, um, some will say, here's the advice, you go and do it yourself, and that's fine too. Some will say, here's the advice and then we'll administer everything and you're charged for that scope of work that you agree to before anything proceeds. So it's really about saying, what are the things you want from someone like me? What services can I offer you to achieve the things that you want? And then it's a priced accordingly in the similar philosophy to I'm going to build a house, right, let's design the house and then put a price to it because you can't look from the outside and say it'll cost X until you tell me it's a three-bedroom house, four-bedroom house, five-bedroom house. Does it have gold-plated fittings or just brass? <laughs> well, depends on the suburb, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, one of those suburbs, right. <laughs> but our topic today is the financial advice process, how it works, how you get started, what you should know before that first appointment. Mm. So, Luke, what are the key things for people to remember? Yeah, I think coming to the, the appointment with an open mind. Don't worry about what you've heard at the golf course. Don't worry what Cheryl said at Mahjong. Don't worry about what they said down the pub. Worry about what you want to do and your situation because a lot of people don't understand what you have going on and very often people come in and go, oh, well, everyone at work said I'm, I should do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that might or might not have merit, but the people at work didn't know about that, that, and that. So do what's right for you and your partner or yourself if you're, if you're single. Um, understand that it is a process. And the better information that you can give somebody like me, the, the better quality information that you can get back. So know your numbers, know your figures, know your timeframes. And as I said before the ad break, if you've got a partner, get on the same page. <laughs> because Yes, have a meeting before the meeting. Exactly. And, and, and you know, we laugh about that because I've, I've often, you know, had somebody retire, especially take, take this scenario. So gentleman's worked um, and his wife had stayed home and looked after the kids and worked part-time. He's finally retired and then come home and said, right, what are we doing, darling? And she's looked at him and gone, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I've got a routine and we do A, B, C, D and E over the course of the week. And he's retired thinking he's now going to hang out with his wife and she's been doing her own thing for however long. So get on the same page because, again, that's a very awkward one in, in an appointment when somebody's wife says to the husband, well, I don't want to see you for, you know, seven days a week. Yes, I have heard <laughs> stories of people running into marital difficulties after retirement. Well, as a lady said to me just before the Christmas break, I married you for love, not for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that one that one will stick. Yeah. Um, take on board what, what is, is being told to you. You don't have to do it all. An advisor will give you a range of options and also tell you what they have considered and removed for various reasons. Because sometimes there could be three or four ways of doing something, 
but one may be better than another. It's not to say that the others aren't relevant. It's just like most things, what's the best of the options that we have? Um, listen and take notes in a meeting. Often people leave and then call up and, and want to clarify something because they didn't take notes or they, they weren't listening. Um, I know, as I said before the ad break, there's a pad of paper and a pen on the, and you can, you can write through that pad as fast as you like. Um, but I'd rather you leave with really good information and know what you want at the start. And remember that it's, it's, not, it's not an onerous, scary process. You know, come into my office, there's a very good chance I'll have a T-shirt on and run us. Mm-hmm. I don't even wear a suit anymore. So rather like you dress today. Well, this is just summer uniform. It's, you know it's I mean? just um, a casual no, but, T-shirt. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, um, I flew my bike into a Look, tree. at least I'm wearing a collared <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, I, you know, I wear proper clothing <laughs> well, to Well, I'm the still office. on holidays technically, <laughs> so, you know. Um, but a couple of years ago, I, I flew my mountain bike into a tree with my mates and smashed yeah. my shoulder and spent six months in a sling. And I was always pro-suit, mm-hmm. shirt, tie, I was always like that and spent six months telling people, mm-hmm. sorry, I don't have a suit on, but as you can see, I've smashed myself thinking I was 16 years old again. And for six months, I asked everyone that walked in the office and they all said, I'm so glad you don't have a suit on because it's far less confronting and far more welcoming yeah. to be dressing down and being more casual. Because you're there for financial advice. It's not a fashion contest. Yeah. If you want to wear your Jordans in and compare them to mine, that's <laughs> totally fine. I'm, I'm pro Jordans. You know, yeah, as those that enough. know me, that's great. But it, don't be scared. Don't be frightened. Yep. And get information in a way that you can understand it to make the most of, of, of your time. And speaking of information, how can we get more? Yeah, so 62604749. Um, come in, have a chat if you're not sure. Make a time. Um, you, can, you can get something in the diary. Envisionfinancial.com.au. It's the website. The podcast, The Strategy Stack and Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the YouTube channel Envision Financial Canberra. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got The Strategy Stacker on TikTok. And in March, we've got The uh, the Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning dropping. Um, so you can have a read of that first and then come in and quiz me on my own stuff. Fantastic stuff, Luke. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. We'll catch you again next Friday at the same time when Luke Smith from Envision Financial is back in the studio once again right here on 2 C.